Hi, I'm Hera, the mom. And I'm Estella, the kid. And this is Seeking Different. There are times when everyone feels different or left out. As a non-traditional mom and kid family, we're setting out to explore all the ways that families can be different. This is Seeking Different. Welcome back, friends. This is the first episode of season two, and we are so excited for you to join us for another season of Seeking Different. So we took a break for a bit to finish out the school year and regroup over the summer, and we have ex- some exciting topics for you this season. Want to give everyone a bit bit of a preview, Stella? Sure. Issa and I are starting a new school this year, which will for sure bring some exciting adventures. And I'm also excited about school starting because this year, you guys are going to be in a school that has more diversity of all types, racial, ethnic, and cultural diversity, and even diversity of family structures. So we will no longer be the only kids in the class or the entire school who will have a donor and not a dad. Not only will you not be the only ones with a donor, but their families with two moms, two dads, and plenty of other families with either just a mom or just a dad. I'm also excited to talk to more kids this season and to discuss travel adventures. In the very next episode, we'll be talking to a thought leader in the donor-conceived community who's going to talk to us about DCPs from tips on how to handle the who's your daddy question to what parents considering using a donor should know to resources for both families and donor-conceived people. I'm also looking forward to having more conversations with Issa because let's be honest, she is pretty hilarious. I'm funny. (laughs) So for today's episode, I wanted to ask you and Isa some questions about summer and also talk about a topic that many parents might struggle to chat about with their kids. What's the struggle, Mama? Well, I want to talk about consent. Oh, no, it's just my hair? Yeah, (laughs) just like that. So before we jump into the struggle, as Isa calls it, I want to set the scene for our listeners to explain a little bit about why we're podcasting. Our show is both meant for adults and kids, and we set up our episodes to be topics that parents can listen to with their kids, like in the car on the way to school or a trip or even just to the grocery store. And sometimes car is the best place to chat about hard topics, but parents, well, at least this is true for me, have a really hard time fixing their face when kids tell them something they might be shocked by or something that they maybe weren't prepared to hear. And one of the things I hope for is that we can address things to help families talk about some of these hard topics. And also talk and celebrate the fun stuff. Like favorite toys and drinks. Okay, so here are my questions. Do you guys understand the word consent? Um, Is consent mean like don't do this or don't do that or like you're asking someone to do something or not do something? Well, so consent can mean something from like, hey, don't touch my hair. Or if someone's like, hey, do you want to come on a card ride with me? What if you said no, and they dragged you on the car ride anyway? That would be... That would be illegal. Really? (laughs) If it was like a stranger who like randomly took you in a car. So the reason I'm bringing this topic up is I have been really shocked at how many kids do not understand that you can't be touching other kids without their permission. Oh, yes. And so I want to make sure you guys understand 
that both you need to ask for permission before you touch someone. And also they need to ask permission before they touch you. Especially your hair. Go ahead. And once at my school, there was a kid that there was two kids that wanted to twitch my dress. My dress, they, my dress contained titles, oh. but they anyway touched stuff at my mission. <gasps> they touched your dress without asking you first? Yes. That was not very kind, and they did not get your consent. So what'd you do? I... What did you do when they touched your dress without your consent? Oh, um, I, I just, I just said, stop doing that, please. Just ask me first. That is a really great way to handle that. Good job, Isa. Okay, what about you, Stella? Hmm. So sometimes at school, um, people they touch like so like um, she usually like touches my hair. Um, and then I say, and then I like turn to her really fast and I'm like, ask first. And then she was like, okay, can I touch your hair? And then I'm like, not right now, but you can touch it later. So I'm actually surprised at how many adults don't understand this. Your hair is a part of your body and you should not be touching someone's body without their permission. Adults don't understand? Yes, you would be surprised. I remember when I was in college. I was studying abroad in South Africa and I was sitting in a very big auditorium and I had a very large Afro because I had just taken out my braids and it was, it was pretty epic and amazing. And so I understand why someone might want to put their hands in it, but they should still not do that because this is somebody who did not give you permission. So as I was sitting there, I felt a hand go inside my afro oh my gosh and your mama flipped all the way out on them because it was weird I was like first of all I do not even see this hand like I did not see it I was sitting in front of them and they just put their hand so they just took out their hand and then you felt someone like yeah so like I thought it was like a rodent or something I was like screaming like what is in my hair and turns out it was just some rude person that decided to stick their hands in my hair. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and so it was mean and ridiculous. And so I want you guys to understand that that is not okay to do. It is not. And so the next thing I wanted to talk about related to this topic is that one day you guys are going to have little boys um, and when, and when my just problem, um, <laughs> right, let's move on. All right. So one day you're going to have little ratchet boys <laughs> who are going to want to do things like kiss you <laughs> and touch you inappropriately. <laughs> and sadly in our society, we have taught boys oftentimes that they can do whatever they want. <gasps> But I want my little girls to be like, no, nobody gave you permission to give me a kiss. Oh, I meant mama. Did I already tell them about um, that boy at school who took with you? I think we did. So, oh, but well, I think but you also should tell he, them. He took, he put no, his no. hands on my shoulders. I think you should tell them about the boy this summer who decided to say, tell them about the earrings. Oh, oh, man. Okay. So I, um, so I had 
earrings and then they they were supposed to be like facing up like flower like a bouquet of flowers but except they moved down and I didn't even notice like them going down and then they looked like mistletoes to a boy and then he went under my ears he went under my ear and then I said what are you doing and then he was like well your ears look like mistletoes and I was like they do not. And I was like, they're supposed to be facing up like this. So what makes me irritated about this whole situation is that this little boy should have understood that even if your earrings both looked like mistletoe, which they didn't, and said mistletoe, that does not actually give him permission to roll up under you like he wants a kiss. Yes. And so what he should have known is that if he wanted a kiss... <laughs> So what he should have known is that if he wanted a kiss, which my guess is you would have said no anyway, but if he had wanted a kiss, he should have said, hey, Stella, can I give you a kiss? And then you could have said, no, sir, I don't want to give you a kiss or sure, you can give me a kiss on the cheek because I'm nine and that's creepy. <laughs> okay but also what i also said was if you want to go then go if you want to come then come but i do not like it yes so i really wish that parents would start having conversations with both their girls and their boys about the importance of making sure that the person on the other end has said that they want the touches right and then the other person can explain to them that they do not want it, they do not need it, and they do not even want to see it. Yes. So if you are a mom or a dad out there, make sure you talk to your kids and make sure you understand that even if you have boys and you're not worried about the rape culture, you need to be because your little boys could grow up to be rapey. What does rapey mean? So rape is when somebody has sex with somebody without their permission. That's just weird. And unfortunately, even though My attempting wife. to kiss a girl isn't rape, I think that the oh. same attitude, the same attitude is what could lead to that. Like when boys feel like they can just do whatever they want without asking permission that's what leads to the problems that we have in our society where women have to worry about being attacked by boys who don't understand what consent means. What about girls with boys? Well, technically, I guess it could happen that way and probably does with age dynamics. But unfortunately, a lot of times with a lot of times with rape, even though, you know, boys can definitely also have this issue. My concern as a mom of two girls is that oftentimes the power dynamic between boys and girls is different. So unfortunately, boys, because of the way their muscles are built, they're usually like more muscular and it's really hard to get away from them. So yes, no matter if you're a boy mom or a girl mom. Or wait, what if what if the girl does like a lot of a really competitive a, a really competitive sport where you shade is fifth or does she do a lot a lot of sports like will okay. the boy so, still yeah. be stronger or it's, or it's or if the boy is a little but I feel like some boys 
are um, a little bit like taller than other girls. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I now I understand. It. Okay. So I think that at the end of the day, no matter if you're a girl mom or a boy mom, you have to prepare your kids to understand that they have to ask for consent and they also have to set boundaries with people and make sure that they are calling people out for their bad behavior when they get touched without their permission. Okay. Issa, what did you want to say? Um, went out, went to Stimul Camp, and Sienna and Zola, they named them that. Um, I went and said, can I play that with you? And they said, why do I always have to play with Issa? Well, that's not nice. That's not See, nice. I also wish parents would teach their kids to be kind to other kids. Like, you wouldn't say that to them, would you? Because that's mean. No. Yeah. <coughs> All right. I so, speaking of camp. I still say things. All right. Speaking of camp, Issa, I have a question for you. All right. So, this is your second year in camp. Last year was your first. And I'm wondering, what was your, what was the best thing about camp? And what was the worst thing about camp? Um. All right. Let's start with the best thing. What was the best thing? Um, they had water guns. <gasps> they had water guns. Ooh. I cannot believe they gave you a weapon. And <laughs> <laughs> all right, so the best thing was water guns, and what was the worst thing? <laughs> nothing. Nothing. So it was nothing. so good that nothing was bad. That's good to hear. No. Um, my worst thing of camp. No. Start with the best thing. Oh, oh, um, the best thing was water, water everywhere because water was everywhere. So it was Wednesday and we were doing water, water everywhere, which is in the field. They set up a bunch of water activities and there's stations and each group gets to go to one station at a time and they rotate um clockwise. And um, it was water, water everywhere because it was everywhere. There were, it was raining outside and we were outside That's awesome. and all the counselors got wet. All the kids were soaked, but also my pants got wet after. Um, and the worst thing about survey camp was during hot lunch. I had to wait all lunch plus recess to get my lunch and I had to eat it during swimming. So I am really excited next year about your school having lunch and everybody has the same lunch and everyone eats at the same time because sometimes the logistics of trying to deal with a school or a camp that has catered food is awful. So like in Stella's experience, they did not bring the lunch one day until very late and she was super hungry. I was crying because I was the only kid in my class and everybody was eating in front of me, even the counselor. That is, um, And I was crying because I was really hungry. That's terrible. It was I'm bad. sorry you had to deal with that. All right. Any any last words, Isa, for the people? The people. <laughs> <laughs> any last words, Stella, for the people? Um, thank you for watching this episode. Bye. Welcome to Bye-bye. season two. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to Seeking Different. If you like what you heard, share us with your family and friends. Tell us what you'd like to hear on future episodes and share your stories about belonging and family. You can connect with us on Instagram at Seeking Different. See you next time.